0: 98. There is nothing to fear. I'll begin with a quote from the teacher Sri M. Mumtaz Ali. I highly recommend his book, Apprentice to a Himalayan Master, a Yogi's Autobiography. Kind of an updated version of Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. A bit more contemporary and a bit easier to read and uh, absolutely delightful. So from Sri M, what I am saying is that there is nothing to fear. To live with this understanding is what is called holistic living. It is to live with the understanding that the entire universe is pervaded by that blissful, supreme being, and we are a part of that. This is not a fantasy that needs to be worked out in our minds. It's a fact, and the actual process through which it is possible is known as sadhana, or meditation. This idea ties right into the fact that we are spirit having a human experience. And as spirit having this human experience, we constantly are going back and forth between the two, knowing ourselves as spirit, falling into knowing ourselves as our humanness, digging our way back out of the resistance to that that humanness causes in us back once again into knowing ourselves as spirit and stepping forward until inevitably we fall into our humanness once again, forgetting the truth of what we are, feeling ourselves as limited, small, perhaps unworthy, doing our sadhana, our meditation, our spiritual work, and once again knowing ourselves as spirit. At any given moment, we are aligned with or identified as the one or the other, spirit or human, always. With that as a given, we can see that if I am behaving from fear or anger, in this regard, they're really the same thing. They are part of the survival mechanism. And if I am behaving from the one or the other, this is evidence that my survival mechanism has been triggered, that I am feeling my well-being or my life or the well-being or life of my loved ones or my community, my tribe, is being threatened in this moment. And now, depending on factors that are beyond my ability to comprehend, I will go into a fight flight, freeze, or fawn response, lashing out or running away, becoming still as a mouse, or trying desperately to please this perceived threat to keep it from killing me. It means at this moment I am identified with the small self, the human self, the nervous system of me. The firing of this system happens without my permission. It's triggered in the amygdala, which then informs my body that there is a threat. This is why we actually do find ourselves being angry, find ourselves being frightened, because the message from our nervous system triggered by the amygdala happens before it even passes through our forebrain, before we even know it's occurring to us. This is why when my wife Adele confronted a rattlesnake on the path as we were hiking in Montana, her body jumped literally about four feet backwards before she even knew what was going on. It was fascinating and evidence that we don't really need to worry quite as much as we we might find ourselves worrying because the nervous system takes care of itself. So the firing of this system happens without my permission. But what I do with the message from this ancient part of my brain is entirely up to me. Now, if my safety or that of those around me is being threatened, we can celebrate the fact that our system is working properly and we can allow it to inform us in our actions forward. We can interpret the messages, and decide, do we really want to run away, or is it time to fight, or vice versa? If, however, the sense of threat is being triggered merely by the voice of a man who happens to sound like my father, or by my perception that some authority figure is disapproving of me, then the reaction is only going to interfere with my ability to see what could be the next right action for me in the moment. Because these reactions are based in my history. They're not coming from an actual threat in the moment to my well-being or my safety. When I allow this survival reaction to define me, especially at those times when I'm not actually being threatened in any real fashion, and when I take this apparent need to protect myself seriously, This means that at those times I'm letting myself be identified as the animal nature of me, as the ego self or the small self. It's not wrong, it's just a mistake on my part as to who I actually am. If I'm being defined by that small self and I say I'm angry, that's actually me speaking the truth. It's not that anger is occurring to me, it's that I am in this moment, anger. And if I am anger in this moment, and I have to do something that requires some subtlety other than anger, then I have to change the way I feel in order to be okay. change the way I'm feeling and the way I'm thinking to be able at all to be the person I might want to be in the next moment, in the next situation. But I have a choice When this happens, I can let go of the ego reaction. I can say something like, instead of, I'm angry or I'm frightened, I can say, there seems to be some anger here. Uh Uh-oh, fear seems to have been triggered somewhere in my system. And in this letting go of identification with those reactions, letting go of this definition of myself as this mix of thought and feeling and reactivity, allows me to have the sense of myself as spirit, allows me to know that that sense is here and available to me, whether I can feel it in this moment or not, whether it's covered up by the anger or fear or not. I can let go of clinging to the fear-based identity and get present to the reality of a given moment and choose to trust that the larger self, capital S, the spirit of me and the universe will be there for me to depend on. And that if I listen past the voice of fear or anger, something within will guide me to the next right action, the direction that God would have me move in, that would show me that there is nothing to fear, ever. Today I will notice when I'm in a state of fear or anger, And I will choose to get out of my thinking all of my thoughts about what I fear or what is making me angry and about the why of all of that. And I will choose instead to be fully present in this moment and willing to give of myself to the world. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time, have a great day.